The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. I'm so, so grateful to our special guest for this episode, Brianna Pullman. She's a first-year medical student from Kenosha, Wisconsin, who loves baking, spending time with her family, and she just became a new cat owner to Bowser. She joins us in this episode to so graciously share her story of navigating her pre-med years, as well as her first year of medical school with a stutter. I hope you enjoy this episode. Be well. Thanks so much, Brie, for being here today. I'm so appreciative of you being um, one of our special guests on the Well, Well, Well podcast. I always like to get started with the same sort of introduction or icebreaker for our guests. What's one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently? Ooh, a special guest. I like how that sounds. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, um, Carrie. I know that um, being on a podcast, kind of like audio is very important. And if I'm stuttering, I know that it can be kind of a gamble to have me be the speaker if it's hard for me to to talk. So um, I I thank you for allowing me to share my story. One way that I've been promoting wellness is I like to bake a lot. So I've really been taking the time to bake at least one new thing. Today, actually, I have a pre-ferment sitting in the fridge, and I am going to attempt to make um, croissants from just absolute scratch. So it's like a full puff uh, pastry. I'm just, I really like to challenge myself with the different techniques of baking, and that uh, it just allows me to have like a break, but still kind of keep my mind active. Wow, that's amazing and sounds very delicious. <laughs> hopefully, or or I'll fail and it'll be awful, but <laughs> right. <laughs> You don't fail. You only learn, right? <laughs> Very true. Yes. It's, it's, it's only a failure if I give up. And I feel like this time of year, like starting around this time of year is like the perfect time for um, all the baking and experimenting yeah. in the kitchen, right? Like it's warm and cozy. Nice warm and house. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Oh, love that. Thank you. Yeah. So as some background, Brie is here to so graciously share her story of navigating her pre-med years and now um, her M1 year thus far with a stutter. So she's here to share about the challenges and the stigma she's faced, um, how she's she's come to embrace the challenge, I'll say, just with previous uh, conversations I've had with Brie, really embracing that challenge and overcoming it. So, Brie, what do you want your fellow MCW students to know about your experience prior to medical school with the speech impediment? Yeah. So I started stuttering when I was very, very small. Um, My dad actually had a stutter, too, but his went away. He's very um, lucky. I haven't figured out how to make it go away yet. I actually remember the first time I stuttered. Uh, There are certain letters that I have a very hard time with. One of them is um, the letter B. So it's hard to say my name, but I was trying to call for my brother, Bradley and I couldn't say his name and I was I think I was like five or six so I was very small and like I just got very hot inside and like my um my 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 head hurt and I just felt like I couldn't say this word and I was like what is happening and ever since then you know I I went through the um L I went through elementary school I, I went through middle school and it kind of came and went and I would have years where it was okay and years where it it was worse but it really became very constant in, in high school. And that's when it started to affect me a lot more. Um, I am a very excited, like bubbly person. I like talking. I like talking about things that I'm passionate about. But if I ever tried to put any kind of like emotion into anything, I would just stutter. 
Um, and when I stutter, my face makes a lot of like contortions or it just doesn't, it, it's, it's not a very good look is what I'm trying to say. So I would just kind of like um, shut, shut down. And what was happening a lot is that if, if you ever like read like a book or like a, or, or like um, um, a movie, if the author is ever trying to elicit like a character is like lying or like nervous, they'll make them like stammer or stutter. So, so I feel like just in like general life, um, if I'm stuttering, people think that I'm um, lying. And this actually happened once I was trying to ask to go to the bathroom and we had like, or in, sorry, in high school, I was trying to ask to use the restroom and we had like a, like a sign up sheet and a different teacher had like signed out on that day already. And it was like a mistake. And I was trying to, to explain to the substitute teacher that I was trying to ask like, oh, it was a different teacher. It was a mistake. And if it was any other teacher, I was a squeaky uh, clean kid in, in high school. I, I never got into any kind of um, trouble. So if it was any other teacher, they would have understood. But as I was trying to explain to the substitute teacher, she just thought that I was lying. She was like, no, you're lying. Go and sit down. I, 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 can't, I can't believe that you're trying to lie to me about going to the um, bathroom. And I was like, no, like I have a stutter. And she was like, I, and she just was so dismissive of me because I have a stutter and of course when I get nervous it was um it gets worse uh, I couldn't do any present uh presentations for any classes at the at this at the start of um high, high school I would get the um syllabus of of course and the first thing I would do is I would scan it just in in a panic trying to see if there was any presentations and then I would live every day in fear of okay when is the when is the next time that I'm going to have to get up in front of, of people and look look stupid? I really felt like me having a stutter made me look stupid. People couldn't um, trust. People wouldn't be able to trust me. Um, wow. And yeah, uh, really around the time of like senior, my senior my senior year of high school, I got a CNA job in. PICU because I was uh, pre-med at that time in, in my head. And that's when my stutter started to creep outside of just my school. I would have patients who thought that I was intoxicated. I had a couple of patients who threatened to call the, who threatened to call the cops on me because I couldn't talk to them. And I was, I, I was just like, no, I just can't talk. I'm, and when I'm trying to say, oh, I have a stutter and then I'm stuttering on the word stutter, that's not a good look. And uh, so my my CNA, my CNA, sorry, my CNA job is where I really started to think like, how can I be a doctor? Like when I walk into a room and I introduce myself to a patient and I say, hi, you know, I'm Dr. Pullman. Like, and if I say, hi, I'm to Dr. Pullman, that doesn't elicit trust. That elicits suspicion. How can they Trust me as a doctor if I can't even talk. I, I want to sound educated. I want to sound confident. I don't want to sound nervous and, and shaky. I mean, I have my OSCE next my uh, next week, and I'm kind of nervous that, that when I walk into the room, can I, can I introduce myself in a proper way? So it was really at this point in my life where I was letting my stutter uh, kind of beat beat me down and I had a plan that okay you know next year I'll work on it next year I'll start doing more 
presentations n next year I'll start. So I got to undergrad and it was time. It was time to start. Um, it was time to start working on it. It was time to start practicing presentations. It was time to, to get over it. And at this point, I now had a different thought in my head of, you know, I'm an adult now. Every presenter that I had, that I had ever seen didn't have a stutter. They talked confidently. They talked uh, slowly. They talked uh, smoothly. So that was another thing that kind of was running in my head is uh, people don't take me seriously. You know, at this point, I've had all of I've had all of high school to to try and learn how to talk in front of people. I've had all this time to learn how to present, and here I am, a twenty year old, and I still can't talk in front of anybody. So, do you think that was your biggest motivator at that time, Bree? Was that feeling of being an adult and feeling like you had to conquer it, or did were there other things that sort of happened at that time in your life that really motivated you to to be more proactive about it? I think. It was the um, it was t two things of wanting to not feel like I wanted to vomit before every presentation right. that Ugh, I had yeah. was if I had a, a presentation in you know November at at the start of the semester it would just sit in in the back of my mind and, and I hated that I wanted it to be over you know none of my friends had these fears and the the other part too was, as I said, was wanting to be a doctor and wanting to be a source of knowledge and confidence and have my, and have my patients have um, trust in me because I feel like nobody in a hospital is super excited to to um, sorry to be there. They want reassurance and they want to um, trust me. So that was, I think, really was what was what I mean. I had always wanted to fix it. It was just what. When it was finally time to try, it was like, I, I'm not nah, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So then really what happened, that's what, that's what started to push me. So I went to Parkside for undergrad and Parkside has a very nice partnership with the SPUR program at, 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 at MCW. Um, SPUR is the summer program for undergraduate research. And I knew applying for it that there would be a presentation at the end. I knew that. And up until this point, if there was a presentation involved in anything, I wouldn't do it. Like running for club presidents, just anything that involved a, a presentation, I was like, no, I can't. I, I can't. But, but at this point, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a doctor anymore. I kind of had some things happen in my life that I was like, well, med students or, or med schools only accept perfect students. So I can't be a med student anymore so I was like well maybe I'll try um research and the spur program is is like a 40 uh 40 hour a week eight week thing so I was like well this is kind of a good trial for me to run and see if I, I like um research so I went through the uh spur program knowing full well that that I would do a uh presentation at the end I was in the um Medin lab which does I think about 7,000 things but the one thing that I worked on was um was immunotherapy CAR t-cells um so I went through the research I did um a presentation and before or sorry I I made a presentation and before I do my my big um symposium presentation the Medin lab has me present during their lab meetings so I did my 
presentation. It was awful. Couldn't get through a single word. I stuttered the whole time. Was red faced. Wanted to. It was just. It was. It was just awful. Just basically how every presentation had ever gone. And I was. In, and I was in front of some pretty. You know high priority scientists people who have spent their entire lives talking in front of uh people so i was like this is the end of my life like they are going to just um rip me uh, rip me apart and the medine lab did something that nobody else has ever done they acknowledged it they took the, mm. they, they took the, the time out of their day to say hey like you have a stutter and like that's okay and it seems so simple and it seems so easy but nobody had ever done that i mean i've been in schools since i was like four or five and nobody had ever acknowledged it it was just i would just get done presenting i would sit down and then i would just assume that everybody hated when i spoke i didn't think that people wanted to listen to me because it was hard to listen to somebody who has a stutter and for the first time in, in my entire life, they told me it was okay. And I almost was like sobbing in front of them, which would have been really weird. Um, but they said- But what like, a huge moment. Right, right. And like, they talked about this like, this like scientist who has this, who has a stutter and he's, you know, super, su- super, su- super successful. And they offered me, you know, tips and pointers about like, you know, maybe tell the audience, you know, I have a stutter. Or if you are going along, you know, tell them- explain like hey I'm nervous I have a stutter and it just it was just such a a defining moment that like it it is okay it absolutely is okay that I have a stutter if I go up there and if I stutter no one's going to kill me because that was how my that was how bad my anxiety was about talking in front of other people you would think that someone was going to come and and kill me if I stuttered um but yeah it was just such like it again it just seems so simple but it was just them saying it's okay. And it really has changed my entire viewpoint on my stutter. That's amazing. What a great like acknowledgement. And then as you, I'm sure it felt very freeing, right? Like just, yeah, a, just yeah. a relief that someone saw you for the mm-hmm. whole person that you were and said like, that's fine. Right. Free. It's fine. It, you know, right. everything. Yeah. You obviously did decide then med school was the route for you. You're here, <laughs> yes. you're at MCW as an M1. Mm-hmm. What has this experience been like now that you're you're in med school and maybe you've hopefully shed that idea that, you know, you have to be the perfect med student, quote unquote? Right. I just do everything, anything. Um, I, I kind of have my own model that if it makes me want to vomit, I should I should um, I should try it because. It <laughs> wow. Good be for you. Good for me. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Yeah. Um, at the start of this. Well, one of the things that I've done uh, is that there's the MCW um, sex, sex Education for All, and they go out to like schools and they like talk in front of high school uh, students. And I and I love education. I'm very passionate about e- education. And at first, I was like, boy, I would hate talking in front of kids. And I was like, well, I guess it means that I have to actually, I have to go go ahead and um, do it then. So I did it. I think like last week with my uh, best friend Emily, who's um, actually uh, who's a graduate student here and I stuttered a whole lot but again it was fine it's it, it was okay that I stuttered and like I think what's important for like for me is that like I didn't go through any therapy I didn't take a pill like I didn't nothing changed the only thing that changed for me was my 
cognition about it now is that like when I am stuttering I don't shut down I I lean into it now it's like yep I have a stutter who cares like it's it's absolutely fine um so I just anything that involves talking in front of people I think I've served on like five panels about like being a CNA about like being uh being a med student any practice I can get where I'm talking in front of people I do it and I don't let it stop me anymore if there's like or um, a research project that I want to be involved in, and it, it, at the end in, it includes a presentation, I take a second and I go, oof, that, that'll suck. But I do it anyways. That's so admirable because I well, think, you, you know, where, and we're speaking about, you know, you having a stutter in this sort of unique circumstance. But I think it's worth acknowledging that those, you know, presenting to a room full of teenagers about um sexual health I'd be feeling like maybe I want to vomit (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah so you know even without that I think that these times uh definitely manifest anxiety in people and so Mm -hmm. to to be able to do that even in you know with the the stutter that's so admirable and I think it's worth noting too Brie like you and I have talked about you volunteering to do this podcast right a purely audio uh, platform with your stutter coming on storytelling um, and and this in itself being a challenge and just all these challenges that you've as I mentioned earlier I feel like are truly embracing you know like stepping stepping directly into it's so amazing um thank you for for saying that it really was um listening to sarah bennett about her having dyslexia and having to learn how to read again these these things like reading and speaking seem like such a such a simple thing but if you can't do it it's very frustrating so i just um i i wanted to share my story with others so that they didn't feel alone what what's one thing or a couple of things that you really want mcw students to take away from from your story and this episode um i think that 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 there's a couple of things one of them is that you know for people who don't have stutter i ask you to be patient i have i don't know if it's like a funny story but um when i first met my significant other we met at a hospital and i was actually the first person who interviewed him and during the interview he was like finishing all of my statements and I hated that so the first time that I met him I hated him because he just kept like wow finishing all of my statements and I was like don't do that because it, it it makes me more nervous and I tend to um and I tend to refresh more so so for anybody who who that who, who doesn't have a stutter it's important to, to just be patient and uh you know don't try and like finish statements or anything unless they ask you to um, and I think the biggest reason why I wanted to come on this podcast is to tell other is is to kind of be what the Medin Lab was for me for other people who have a stutter that it is okay to have a stutter. I promise. I have gotten up in front of other people. I've now done this uh, podcast, and nothing bad has ever happened. I've never been called. It's 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 funny that that, that my cognition is that people think that I that that I'm stupid, but I've never been called stupid i it's 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 never been a, it's never been acknowledged when i was younger i was never bullied for it 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 was uh purely an internalization of my own um kind of uh i guess on analysis of how i stuttered and imposing my feelings onto others that were not true and i want to tell you that if you have a speech impediment it is okay however 
if you have the, like, there are definitely some speech impediments that won't get better if you try and if you um, practice. But I do encourage you to start a little bit earlier than I did, um, than being a 20-year-old lady. Um, it's important to start early. Um, if you have any kind of like children that have a stutter, I think it's important to um, put them into therapy because it, 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 it can be, as I've talked about, very emotionally damaging. I was um, reading a human site, a human site, human psychology book once about how like um, about our senses and how like, you know, our eyesight isn't perfect, how we smell isn't 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 perfect. But one things that one thing that humans have perfected is our communication. We are the best communicators on this earth by by far. And it is something that I struggle with. Something that is so innately human and should come so easy is a, is a struggle for me. I mean, ordering at at a restaurant can be hard. So it's just it's just such a simple thing, but it really can have such a profound impact on somebody. So I encourage people who have a stutter to be brave. Put yourself out there. The only way that is going to make it better is to practice and to learn how to get control of your nerves and your triggers that make you stutter. Um, and I guess also to be a bit of like a, a representation person, I know that in the um, media, it's been very important to see representation of, of all kinds of uh, people. And as I've said, um, growing up and, and attending all of these talks, I have never, I'm 24. Yeah, I'm 24. I've never met a person who's had a stutter. So this is just something that I thought mm -hmm. was a unique issue and that, and that, something has only been wrong with me and again it just compounds all, all of those um all of those feelings but I have a stutter and I'm here and I'm talking in it and it's okay it is absolutely okay to have a stutter don't limit yourself and what you do with your life and again I just changed my cognition with how I thought about it I didn't go to therapy I just told myself that it's okay. And every time I get up in front of everybody, it sucks. I hate it. I want to die, but I get better. I get a bit better every time. Right. I know in our conversation before this, we talked about that, right? Like this isn't a good vibes only zone. It's not like <laughs> everything right, is right. all well and good now and there's no problems anymore. Right. That it's certainly oh, yeah. just, just because you're embracing the challenge does not mean that it isn't still a challenge. Right. right and right. so, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I went to the HIV, um, presentation and I started the entire time and in 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 front of like 14 year olds like it's it's still there I'm still working through it but I no longer let it stop me so okay. amazing <laughs> thank, you. thank you before we end if students are so inspired by this episode or they want to connect with you afterwards what's the best way that students can find you or reach you Brie um, I'm pretty much glued to my phone 24 seven. Uh, so I think email is the best, which would be uh, B Palmen, B-P-A-L-M-E-N at mcw.edu. Great. And I will put Bree's email in the show notes as well. So you can find it there. So again, I hate to be a broken record, Brie, but I appreciate you so much being here. I I love your the the doing it afraid and sharing your story. And I'm glad that this podcast was another platform for you to um, be able to do that and mm. share that message of of being brave and embracing challenges I really appreciate it yeah no and as I said thank you because it's an it's an only audio thing so it can be it 
it is hard to listen to somebody try and struggle and say words. So thank you so much for having me and, uh, and allowing me to share my uh, story and, and, and experiences.